Hello and welcome back to Your Thriving Self, the podcast. Ah, <laughs> I'm so thankful for you for tuning in and listening. Thank you so much for listening to the first episode of this podcast. Your support means everything to me. And if you've been enjoying this podcast, I would love it if you gave this podcast a rating. It would help this podcast so freaking much. So I'm really, really excited for today's episode. We are going to be talking about all of the things that help me go from depressed to thriving in detail. I didn't want to make these episodes really long and I would have added it to the last episode, but it would have just been like a two hour episode and nobody has time for that. So um, I just wanted to open up to you guys and tell you that it was really hard for me to discuss my story last week. And I remember when I was scripting out the first episode, I didn't want to leave out any of the details, which I ended up leaving a shit ton of details. Um, so I was just reliving what I went through and how I felt. And that was really hard for me. And I cried that whole entire day just scripting out the podcast. And then I put the script down and I didn't pick it up for like two weeks. So this podcast was supposed to go live maybe like a week or two earlier. But that first episode was really weighing heavy on me and it was just really hard to live through it. So I discovered that I need to do a little bit more healing around that story. But sharing it and hearing so many stories like, hey, I went through this too you're so brave for opening up. That has helped me so much this week. So definitely send me a message on Instagram if you're listening, if you can relate anything. Um, My Instagram handle is at itspowhernandez with a Z. So the mind is (laughs) a really, really funny thing. And When I was recording that first episode, my mind was also trying to convince me that this was the worst podcast ever and that I should stop and I should just give up on this podcast. And I had a complete meltdown. (laughs) I had such a meltdown because I was like, oh my God, this is horrible. And I was like, nobody's going to listen to this podcast. Oh my God. And I started to spiral. And then my fiance listened to it and he was like, this is so good. You need to put it out right now. So I re-listened to it and I was like, oh, this isn't too bad. So I'm at the point of my healing where I can really recognize when I'm spiraling down and I can finally catch myself um, amidst the spiral. And that's because I've built that self-awareness that's necessary to be able to catch yourself in that way. And I know myself better than anyone. And in the last episode, I told you how I didn't even know who I was. And that's not the case anymore. I know myself through and through. (laughs) And I know when my brain is trying to keep me small. I know my brain is trying to keep me safe and comfortable by scaring me and telling me that I'm not good enough and I'm not worthy. If I would have listened to my brain, I wouldn't have started this podcast and you wouldn't be listening to it right now. So I'm just really, really grateful for where I am mentally because I've gotten to fully accept myself for everything that I am. 
I accept my crazy brain and how she is so out of pocket sometimes. Sometimes she'd be saying the craziest things. (laughs) And I accept that I do have moments where I'm not showing up fully in my light. I am still in the growth process and I will always be in the growth process. In life, all you do is learn lesson after lesson after lesson. So to think that there is some end point to healing and personal development is missing the entire point of it all. When you think that you've reached the end, you've completely blocked yourself off to other learning and other growth opportunities. So when you think that you've healed your trauma, (laughs) something else comes up to trigger it. And it's your responsibility to keep showing up for yourself. So to get here, it was a journey. And I want to share all of the tools and the things that I feel like really helped me go from depressed to thriving. The first thing that really helped me was that I learned the meaning of real self-care. And I started to practice real self-care. We have been convinced that self-care are these luxury experiences where you take these baths and you go on dates and you go on shopping sprees. And I absolutely love that stuff. Do not get me wrong. But I used to really look at this kind of self-care and I was like, wow, I can't even get in the shower. (laughs) What's wrong with me? And I started comparing myself to these girls online and it really made me even more depressed and it made me feel really isolated and alone. I felt like I was this monster and that I was the only one that was struggling with basic life tasks like personal hygiene and keeping my home somewhat tidy. I wanted to skip right to the luxury experiences, but what I didn't know about self-care is that number one, what you see online is fake, (laughs) and number two, that is the overflow, and you cannot skip to the overflow. You need to pour into your cup from the bottom up. So I learned that real self-care was the basics, like brushing your teeth, getting in the shower, and cleaning up your space because you deserve to live and thrive in a clean space. Self-care is doing the hard things like cleaning your bathroom and cooking a meal for yourself instead of getting takeout again. You're not always going to feel like doing self-care, but you know that this self-care is so fundamental for you to feel well taken care of mentally, physically, and emotionally. When I started to view self-care in this way, I started to show up for myself more. And slowly but surely, I started to meet myself there. Every time that I would take a shower, I was telling myself that I was showing up for myself and I was caring for myself. Because if I didn't, who would? So I started with the basics, showers and cleaning up my space. And then I moved on to moving my body and viewing movement as really a form of self-care was game changing for me. For the years that I was depressed, I barely moved my body. I'm a personal trainer, so not moving my body was really weird for me, but I always looked at exercise as a form of like punishment or a way to change your body physically. That is, That was the only purpose of exercise for me 
up to this point. And I started to learn (laughs) that there are more benefits to exercise than we were told or that people are talking about. Moving your body is a way to take care of your body. And in the book, The Joy of Movement by Kelly McGonigal, she mentions that consistent movement is a very potent antidepressant. The thing about depression and movement is that you don't really have the energy to want to do anything at all. And I'm totally an advocate for listening to your body and feeling like you are enough and you are worthy all the freaking time and that you don't have to do anything more in order to be worthy. But sometimes when you're depressed, your body is lying to you and you can't trust what your body and your brain are telling you because they've gotten really, really comfortable with being in the dark. So in the beginning, I really had to force myself to start going on walks outdoors. And the thing with building habits, especially in the health and the fitness world, is that we want to go ham. We literally want to go from zero to 100 real quick. We want the results yesterday. So we set really, really high goals for ourselves, but we make it really hard for ourselves to follow through with them. So we miss one day and another. And before you know it, you've missed a whole entire week and two weeks. And you're convincing yourself that you're a failure and you're feeling even more depressed and sick of your own shit. So I stuck with one (laughs) really small goal and one small promise to myself. And that was that I was going on a 20 minute walk outside every day. So I would walk 10 minutes and then I would walk 10 minutes back. And that was it. I allowed myself to come home and sit on the couch for the rest of the day or do whatever it was that I was doing at the time. And it was incredibly difficult at first. Like it was super hard. I liked going on the walks and I liked the feeling of being outdoors, but I didn't like getting out of my comfort zone. I wanted to stay inside and in the dark all day, but slowly... I started to look forward to it and then I started going on longer walks and hikes because it was fun. My body started craving it and I started to get my energy back. It started to become my new comfort zone. So the way that I saw this was creating new comfort zones for myself. It felt good to move my body. So this was really amazing for me because for the first time in my life or what felt like for the first time after depression and getting depressed was that I was able to stick to something. I kept a promise to myself and I showed up for myself and I started to trust myself again. The thing about depression and any other mental health illness is that you say that you want to do a lot of things, but you never really follow through with it. So you start losing trust in yourself and that's really unfortunate. And then you stop setting goals for yourself or you think of all the things that you want to do, but you're just like, meh, I'm not going to accomplish it anyway. So what's the point? That's not trusting yourself. So I built momentum and I like to call it more momentum than energy from the walks. And this led me to start doing 15 to 20 minute YouTube workouts. And that was really amazing for me. I started to fall back into love with fitness 
And I started to feel like myself again, like this part of me was reactivated because I was a really active child and teenager. So I wasn't doing it for the physical benefits, but I started to see massive changes in my physical body because I was finally able to consistently stick to movement every day for months, which was something that I wasn't able to do. So although it was 30-minute walks and 15-minute workouts, they actually added up and I started to get really confident in my skin again. I wanted to pause on giving you more things before reflecting on what I just said. If you are currently feeling depressed or you might be feeling down, I really urge you to change your relationship with movement first. Movement is not only about losing weight, it's about taking care of your mind. And I feel that this is the change that comes from movement that matters the most because it starts to bleed out into every single area of your life. You might not feel like it right now, but break the pattern that you are currently in. You don't have to do it for an hour and you don't have to have that body that you compare yourself with on Instagram. You can do 10 minutes and keep a promise to yourself and just see how massively your life changes a few months from now because you were able to keep that promise to yourself. And so because I changed my relationship with movement, I gained momentum from that. I also wanted to nourish myself a little bit more. I felt like I was ready and able to handle it. So again, I asked myself, what is the easiest thing that I can do to nourish myself? So without changing any of my eating habits, I started to take vitamins. I love health and I spent a lot of my time consuming information about the body and how to be healthier. I was in a really bad place, so I was searching for all of the answers and I already knew that medication wasn't for me. And I learned that depression could be a side effect from being vitamin deficient. So a lack of B or D vitamins and other vitamins can lead to depression. And considering my diet (laughs) um, and the lack of me spending time in the sun, I was like, fuck it, (laughs) let me try it. So I started to take high quality vitamin D and high quality vitamin B in the morning. And I really just wanted to side note real quick, the type of vitamins that you take matter. So I take a vitamin D with K2 um, and I also take a methylated B vitamin. You cannot take, you shouldn't take vitamin D without taking it with vitamin K2 because it protects your bones and your arteries. And the methylated B vitamin, usually we, a lot of people have a um, mutation, a genetic mutation where Um, they're not able to break down B vitamins unless they are methylated. So the safest thing that you can do, because getting this test to see if you have this mutation costs a lot of money. So the best thing that you can do is already take a form of B vitamins that are already methylated for you so that your body doesn't need to do it. So I started taking high quality vitamin D and B And I'm going to link to those vitamins in the show notes um, because, again, uh, the type of vitamins that you take are important and I already researched these vitamins and they are very high quality. So I didn't feel the effects instantly and sometimes I get a lot of messages on Instagram and they're just like, 
I started taking vitamins and it didn't work. It's because, number one, everybody's different. Sometimes you're not deficient in vitamins. That's why it's really important to talk to your doctor and get some blood work done. Um, But a lot of people are very impatient (laughs) with vitamins and supplements and herbs. It took you years to get here. Why do you think that just taking one pill is going to reverse that overnight? So again, I didn't feel the effects instantly, but I I think that because I took it consistently every day for months, I do think that the vitamins helped with my mood, my energy, and my sleep. I don't think I know. So whenever I do stop taking the vitamins for a period of time, I notice the difference. So then I was ready for my next step, which was nourishing myself and caring for myself in a deeper way where I got groceries and I cooked healthy meals for myself. So none of this is as a straight line as I'm making it sound. (laughs) I want you to know that this entire journey was and still is a complete roller coaster. Some days I'm on top of the world and other days I feel horrible and all my progress seems to have been thrown out the window. So just know that this was a huge process that took months and months and months of committing to my self-care and recommitting whenever I fell off. Being kind and gentle with myself in the process as well was very key for myself. One thing that I also feel like a lot of people don't discuss when they're talking about transformations like these is that your habits are really important and taking stock of the habits that you have and then building the habits that you do want um, really shapes your identity. And I learned this through the book Atomic Habits by James Clear. I learned that if you want to change your identity and you want to become your thriving self, then you have to create the habits that your thriving self has. And a lot of women We all want the same things, right? We want to be someone that wakes up in the morning and has a productive day, does the journaling, does the meditation, grounds herself before the crazy day ahead, has a successful, you know, business, whether it's an act of service and helping other people like I am or whatever it is that you're passionate about and having like an amazing workout routine and nourishing yourself. These are all habits. And so in this book by um, James Clear, I really learned how to actually build those habits and break the habits that I didn't want to have anymore. So I became that morning person with that morning routine. I developed a strong meditation practice that I really feel like carried me throughout this entire journey and built that deep relationship with myself. So learning how to build and break habits was essential for me and I know that it's going to be essential for you on your path to becoming your thriving self and so I'm really excited to make some podcast episodes about that because your habits really do shape who you are. One of the biggest mistakes that I made when I was trying to build habits especially when I was depressed you know um, I was really not building my way up into the habit and I was really going from zero to a hundred um you know and when you are in this place where you are very low and you are possibly at your lowest point that you've ever been in your life like I was I would get motivated sometimes but 
I would get motivated for the wrong things, which was, I was like, you know what? I'm tired of being depressed. I'm tired of being in this route. I'm tired of literally being myself and where I was in my life. It was this change and this desire to change was coming from a big place of self-hatred, right? So I was just be like, you know what, tomorrow I'm going to wake up and I'm going to be totally different. I'm going to do everything. I'm going to make a to-do list. And I'm going to do everything on it and I'm going to do all the habits. I'm going to do everything. But that was never really reality or realistic for me to do because I was really just trying to catapult myself into it and it might work for other people but I noticed that in a lot of my clients and the women that I do teach is that we all try to go all in way too soon and that is the pattern and that we have and the pattern that we are used to and we've probably gotten that pattern from you know our parents or seeing someone else try to do these like big weight loss journeys etc we think that the only way to do it is from zero to a hundred but that's not the case and that and as soon as I was able to learn that that is not the way that habits are built because that is not the way that our minds work, um, the faster you are able to actually see results. Because when you think about it, how long have you been where you currently are? And how long have you been trying to see those results? Possibly your whole life. And when you really do think about it, you're just like, damn, it this way and the way that I've been trying to do things and I always try to go about doing things, has never worked for me. So I had to really realize that through self-awareness and through observing my patterns and coming to a place of self-love and self-acceptance and not being like, well, I want to transform my whole life because I am completely disgusted with the way that I am. No, I had to be self-aware about my patterns and the way that I would go about building habits. And then I also had to build that self-acceptance that led to self-love and I was like you know what I accept that I am here in my life and that I'm not further along quote end quote right and so then when you are finally at a place where you're just like I accept everything that I am and everything that I'm not I can actually go about making habits the proper way which is easing your way into it really choosing the easiest form of the habit that you're trying to build and do that right until you are able to actually do that consistently and aim for consistency and not perfection another thing that I was doing is that I was expecting this like perfection from myself which was completely unrealistic right because life happens and life really has a way of throwing throwing curveballs at you and so when I was learning how to build habits the right way to become my thriving self I was able to adapt to things if an event came up that I had to attend and I couldn't do my workout or I couldn't do my morning routine because I woke up late it's okay just get back on it the next time the next day And one thing that I was really used to doing in my old patterns was that I wanted perfection out of myself and I would try to make myself go to the gym five days a week at 4 a.m. And if I missed a day, then I wouldn't go for the rest of the week. And if I missed the rest of the week, I was like, fuck it. I'm I'm not going for the rest of the month and I'm going to start over um, next month, you know. 
So I really learned all of those patterns about myself and I was able to change that and really start building habits slowly and over time because I was finally at peace with myself. So building habits and learning how to ritualize them in the morning and at night was a game changer for me and I'm very passionate about teaching other women about teaching other women how to do this as well because a lot of us and I see it in so many women we are stuck in these patterns that are truly holding us back another big catalyst for my change and for my growth was that I changed what I consumed your diet isn't only what you eat it's what you listen to it's what you watch it's what you read as well I changed what I listened to in the morning and I started to listen to the I'm Thriving playlist daily. It's also linked in my show notes for you along with the books and the vitamins. I started to listen to that playlist daily. It has a lot of affirmations in it. And like I mentioned in the last episode, this playlist and listening to affirmations rewired my brain and it changed the entire way that I thought about myself and the way that I talk to myself. That was huge for me. I started to read more books and this is when I started the Healing Book Club, which is now a core part of the Thrive community and we read one book together a month and we talk about it at the end of the month together on Zoom. The book that really really catapulted my healing was How to Do the Work by Dr. Nicola Perra and The Mountain is You by Brianna Weiss. These books will also be linked for you in the show notes, but yeah, these books were the ones that really started that deep healing process. I feel like before this, I was just like healing my energy and healing my my health, but this was like deep psychological healing. And because of all of the changes that I made, I started to build a lot of self-awareness. You guys are going to hear me talk about self-awareness a lot. It's a passion topic because I really truly believe that building self-awareness is the key to change. I became self-aware of my self-sabotaging patterns and the way that I spoke to myself. This one was huge for me. What helped me the most with self-awareness was that meditation, it was meditation and journaling, really. And at first, when I didn't know how to meditate or journal, I did guided meditations and I used journaling prompts to help. And now in the Thrive community, I hold grounding ceremony events where I do guided meditations and guided journaling sessions for those who don't really know what to journal about to heal, to really deeply heal and transform. By doing this, I noticed the narrative that I was playing in my head and I was able to change that narrative and you will too. I also became aware of my triggers and what sent me in a downward spiral and I learned how to really navigate these triggers. I started learning from Instagram pages and coaches and and things to really deepen my work and actually really work with coaches. This really helped me get to know myself and at first I would judge myself, but then I learned how to accept this side of myself too. I learned that a really huge cause of my depression was that I kept failing 
at building or growing businesses or starting anything, like I would just fail at it because I didn't keep going. And I would give up on everything. (laughs) And that led me to never see results for the things that I did. And that led me to getting really depressed. I also learned that I couldn't stick to anything for the life of me because of my trauma and my fear of being triggered. So once I learned how to overcome my self-sabotage, I started to see results flow into my life. I could finally say that I was going to do something and follow through and see results. That is what I call manifestation. You see it in your mind and then you actualize the results. Manifesting used to be really hard for me because I was consistently (laughs) self-sabotaging. I was consistently afraid of triggering myself and my traumas. And I could really make an entire podcast episode about self-sabotage. And the Thrive community was created for you to overcome self-sabotage and help turn it into self-mastery. So I would definitely consider becoming a member or getting one-on-one coaching. Through all of this work, I then really discovered who I was. So this was like the self-discovery aspect of it. I was able to find myself and discover who I truly was. I learned what I liked. I learned what I didn't like. I learned what I truly valued, what my values were. I started to shed so many layers of deep-rooted beliefs around success, around business and money that weren't even mine to begin with. My healing was very, very deep and very emotional. A part of discovering who your authentic self is, is discovering the parts of you that are messy. And deep down, we all have an inner child who hasn't been addressed and is, and is hurting. I learned how to deepen my connection to her and accept everything that I was, everything that I wasn't, and everything that's happened in my life. I started to let go of deep shame and guilt from centuries ago that weren't even mine to begin with. They were just passed down to me and I internalized them and acted like they were mine. I let all of that shit go and I ended up finding myself. Once I discovered my authentic self and did this self-discovery, I visualized my thriving self from that place. Sometimes we think (laughs) that we want something out of life like becoming massively rich so that you can be someone that receives a lot of love from your parents, from your family, etc., And I felt like I wanted certain things like becoming a dentist or having a multi-million dollar business, but my authentic self didn't really want that. What my authentic self really wanted was to make an impact on the world by helping to transform other women's lives. And so I visualized my thriving self from an authentic place, and this is what allowed me to become really clear about what I wanted from my life for the first time. This is how I was able to really find my passion and my purpose in life. This was groundbreaking for me because for the first time, I was able to put myself first and admit what I wanted, which was always really hard for me. I always worried about my mom, my dad, or my partner and what they wanted. 
and I wanted their love and I wanted to be accepted by them. I, and this would cause me to completely neglect my wants, my needs, and my desires. And because I had already done the work and accepted myself and I knew who I was, putting myself first and finding my purpose became a whole lot easier. Sometimes we wonder why we can't get things done, but then you later come to realize that it wasn't even you who wanted it in the first place, so you completely self-sabotaged it, like dropping out of law school or something, (laughs) or you do accomplish it, but you feel unfulfilled and unhappy. When you discover your authentic self, who you really are, and you accept it, You're finally able to visualize a future for yourself that you are going to be happy with and one that you will be able to manifest in your life. So I visualized my thriving self and I started taking aligned action every single day. I started asking myself, what would my thriving self do? And I started to do just that. I started to really live in alignment with her And this was when I was truly able to become my thriving self. One of the biggest things that I learned about visualization and manifestation, and I'm going to repeat this again because it's so big, visualization without action is nothing. One of the biggest things that I learned about manifestation is that visualization without action is nothing. Write that down somewhere. So just like I do everything else I see results with, I started by taking it really slow and doing one thing that would lead me there. So my thriving self helps transform other women's lives. So I started an Instagram page and I started to share on it daily. I started my business one post at a time. What would my thriving self do? She would make a post on Instagram today. She would show up for her community today. So if you want to learn how to become your thriving self, I do have a three-day masterclass on how to do just that. You can get access to this masterclass and all of my other masterclasses as a member in the Thrive community. These masterclasses are life-changing. They're so exciting and you will learn how to do it step by step. Last but not least, before I wrap up this podcast, I really want to talk about two energetic changes that I was able to make that helped me clear up my energy that I was wasting to start focusing on myself. The first of the two was that I really let go of the things that were no longer serving me. The topic of letting go is a very tricky one, and I'm going to create an entire masterclass and podcast episode on this very subject. But I was able to let go of the people, the places, the habits, the thoughts, the beliefs, and the things that were holding me down. Damn, that was a mouthful. (laughs) But for real, letting go isn't easy. But when you do, you realize how much energy you've been wasting on people, on those thoughts, on those habits, and those patterns, and and those beliefs. They're not taking you to the next level of your life. And I learned how to really identify those things and let them go. The second thing that I did was that I started to set boundaries with myself and others. Mostly, I set boundaries with myself, though. And I don't think that enough people talk about how important it is to set a boundary with yourself. 
like using your phone and scrolling at night when you should be choosing self-care and sleeping. No one talks about the boundary that you need to draw for yourself when you aren't tolerating your own bullshit anymore, like procrastination or not allowing yourself to quit midway because you got scared or you want to go back to your comfort zone. There comes a time in your journey where you're like, I'm not going to tolerate this bullshit from anyone else. But there also comes another time where you're just like, I'm not going to tolerate this from myself. And once you set boundaries with yourself, it's easier to protect your limited resources like time, energy, and money from other people because you know how to value it and and protect it. I know that there were a lot of things that I did, and I just wanted to end this episode by recapping the things that helped me go from depressed to thriving. So number one, I learned the meaning of self-care. Number two, I started to keep small promises to myself, which then that led to self-trust. Number three, I accepted myself, which then this led to self-love. Number four, I changed my movement and I changed my relationship with movement, which then led to confidence. Number five, I started to nourish my body through food and through vitamins. Number six, I learned that what you consume is more than just what you eat. So I changed the music that I listened to in the morning and I spent more time reading than scrolling and watching mindless TV. I was very intentional with what I put into my body. Number seven, I built the self-awareness that I needed through meditation and journaling. This allowed me to see the patterns and cycles that I was stuck in and the way that I was self-sabotaging myself and my progress and my success. Number eight, I discovered my authentic self and my passion. Number nine, I started to visualize my thriving self. I wrote down everything about her and I really saw her vividly in my head. Number 10, I started to take aligned action every single day and I learned how to build and break those habits. Number 11, I started to ask myself in a lot of situations that I was in that I didn't know what to do. I would ask myself, what would my thriving self do? And I would do just that. Number 12, I let go of beliefs, thoughts, people, places, things, and habits that were no longer serving me. Number 13, I started to set boundaries with myself and with others. Again, everything that I mentioned in this podcast, I feel like I can talk about it individually for days and days. And a lot of these topics, I already have masterclasses available for you to watch in the Thrive community or I'm going to make a masterclass about it soon. So every month in the Thrive community, you actually get access to a new masterclass, which you can attend to live. I'm really, really excited to continue this podcast journey with you because there is so much that I want to keep teaching you and I want to keep helping you become your thriving self. So with that said, I love you and I will see you in the next episode and don't forget to check out the show notes for the links.